had been in luxury marketing in the wine business forever and ever. I didn't you know, know much about editorial and it just happened to stumble upon this and came up with that idea and just drove straight into it, not knowing what to do. And that is sort of the same thing what we're doing with Trueverse. We didn't know much about the metaverse and it's like the most exciting thing. And that's what makes me thrive. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. We've got another amazing show today. In fact, I am featuring entrepreneur Lisa Cavelli. But before we get to Lisa, let's think a little bit about the events of this week. I know we have all been shocked and saddened by the death of Queen Elizabeth. And while I will say I'm not someone that is really into following the royals, I feel like I have been glued to the media coverage around the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. You know, it really dawned on me how much Queen Elizabeth was focused on building her brand and the broader brand of the royals. In fact, when I hear the historians talk about it, one of her key tasks was ensuring that the monarchy was still relevant over the past 70 years. One of the things that I found most interesting in watching all of those recap packages about Queen Elizabeth's life was this whole notion that oftentimes she was at two ends of a spectrum. While she was super stoic and with a stiff upper lip, we also hear all of these great stories about how warm and friendly and how much she liked to smile and laugh and how much she loved her husband, Prince Philip, because he was someone that made her laugh. And sometimes those things don't seem to go together. And that she was so much about keeping the consistent image of the royals Yet at the same time, she was constantly modernizing it, whether it was using mediums like broadcast television for her coronation to being on Instagram and Twitter, or even making systemic change by ensuring that women could continue to serve in the monarchy without being taken over by men who happened to be further in line from the throne. And it really made me think, you know, at the end of the day, your brand is about your difference. You don't want to be afraid of being different. In fact, you want to be afraid 
of being the same. That's right. You want to be fearful of being the same and not sticking out from the crowd. In fact, they talked all about Queen Elizabeth's fashion. And now I'm certain that none of us think that her outfits over the past maybe at least 30 or 40 years that most of us have been watching her were things that we wanted to wear. But then I heard a historian say she always felt that it was important that in a photo or in a crowd shot that people could pick her out. And that's why she wore these Easter egg colored clothing, right? These warm pinks and pastels and yellows and baby blues. It was because we could always spot her in that crowd shot because quite simply, she wasn't afraid of being different. In fact, she knew that she was different and it was important that she stood out from the crowd. So think for yourself, how do you stand out from the crowd? What are you the intersection of, right? The queen was the intersection of being stoic and having some warmth. She was the intersection of being classic, yet being modern at the same time. Think for yourself, what are you at the intersection of? You know, I spent an entire career in the human resources field being the non-HR HR guy, being the cool HR guy, right? I was the intersection of Hollywood and showman and the human resources function, something that nobody expected, and it has always been my calling card. So what is your calling card? What are you the intersection of that feels like are maybe two opposites attracting all into you that make you stand out from the crowd? Well, let's get to our guest. It is the fabulous Lisa Cavalli, who is the founder and COO of Trueverse. Now, Lisa is an entrepreneur who navigates life with unbridled ambition. And that ambition has helped her accomplish plenty from marketing in the Sonoma wine industry to becoming the publisher and founder of two premium multicultural driven magazines, Hip Latina and Be Latina. Hip Latina, which is considered one of the leading digital lifestyle platforms for Hispanic women and Latinas, reached more than 4 million consumers a month before being sold in 2018. Her newest creation Be Latina unpacks and celebrates the monumental culture shift marked by women of color to create even more space for the evolution of Latina and Afro-Latinx empowerment across multiple themes and channels. Be Latina recently went through a successful merger with Brandstar to continue to highlight the significance of this growing audience. And I'm interested to hear about Lisa's new venture in True Verse. We'll be back in just a few moments with Lisa. Lisa Cavalli. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I am here with a fabulous guest. It is Lisa Cavalli, who is the co-founder and COO of Trueverse. Lisa, what is going on? Well, hey, Jason, thanks so much for having me. So so I, I'm here to share a couple of things that I have going on in my world. Uh, one is the new opportunity that I'm going to share. And then my current, uh, real current, current job is um, finishing out my exit strategy on Be Latina 
which was a, a second platform that I had launched for the U.S. Hispanic, uh, Latina and Afro Latina audience. Yeah. And so, so Lisa, you've got so many things going on. Tell me when you are in a cocktail party, and I know you were just at a huge event in Silicon Valley uh, around, uh, around women in the, in the industry. How do you tell people and introduce who you are and what it is that you do? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So last night, the event that I was at was actually for the NASDAQ 20, which is um, an event that was hosted by uh, the president of NASDAQ and Jessica Alba from Honest, uh, the Honest Company. And it was super. It was so much fun to be there because it was all women CEOs. Uh, I would say primarily entrepreneurs and that that's the pool that I swim in. So, you know, it's fun to talk about um, just the opportunities that we create for other folks in the industry. And, um, you know, I led, of course. Uh, with my women-driven uh, content uh, IP, <laughs> which was Be Latina, because that's really what we were there for is the women and, you know, it's women supporting women. But it's also fun to, to, you know, the other opportunity was with Trueverse, which is the platform that is really going to be changing editorial, the editorial space for men that will be focused around health, wellness, and self-care, which is, you know, we know that women have been focused on in the last 10 years for editorial and, you know, and advertising, um, and men have kind of been left out. And, you know, with that, uh, you know, the only, the only source of content that men really have is through sports and gaming. And we know that there is more work that needs to be done. So, so that, so that's the, the fun opportunity to talk about it. And, you know, women at the event last night were absolutely thrilled to hear that side of it as well, that it's the holistic side of really you know, crafting the next, crafting the opportunities for the next generation of young men that are coming up. And that, and that's really what Trueverse is about, right? So it's not, it's not for me, not for you. It's really for the millennial fellas and the Gen Zers who, you know, don't see color or label, you know, they see, they see community. And that's really what we're building in the Trueverse is, you know, community and it's okay to be yourself and, you know, ask for help and, you know, and just, you know, have this self-care driven attitude. And that, and that's what we're seeing. The need yeah. for that is like exponential. Sorry for that long answer, but that was the answer from last <laughs> night. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's great to come off of a real life uh, networking uh, uh, event to share about. But Lisa, talk to me. I know that True Versus is it, you're in wild mode, right? Because this was just an idea that was baked up at the beginning of the year. So tell us, how did you come up with this? And then how did you just sort of found a business and now you're going out in, in into funding? Yeah. So that is another crazy story. So, uh, you know, I had my, I met my business partner at an event, um, last year. We both happened to be working for a company that acquired my first IP and he went to work there, uh, late la- or early last year. And we met at a, another networking event and he reached out to me at the beginning of the year and said, Hey, I have an idea. And I'm like, come up and meet with me. Let's have lunch. We had lunch. We came up with the idea and then we took it even further to go into the metaverse. And, um, so you now we're full boat, uh, you know, moving towards our MVP, which is, you know, ready for demo. And now we're out fundraising. I mean, it's just, it just happens like that. We don't wait for people to tell us what to do or, 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 or the other side of it. If we don't know it, we're going to figure it out. And that's always what I've done with, you know, my, all of my, uh, my IPs is, uh, is I didn't know about how to do this. I, I wasn't in media 10 years ago. Um, 
came up with this idea for women's editorial uh, for the U.S. Hispanic audience that I didn't see anybody was writing good content for women. Yeah, the only co- the only competition that I saw out there was really Latina magazine, and they were falling because they were late to digital. Yeah, so I saw this amazing opportunity that that we can write really great content that's smart, not just. Um, outward, but inward. Yeah. And, and by creating that very first platform, it really changed the, um, how do we say it? Uh, the narrative of women's content for the U S Hispanic audience. Yeah. So it was, you know, so I was super excited to, uh, I'm not going to say be the pioneer. However, um, since hip Latina that has caught on and now everybody is following that. And therefore that was the next one, which was be Latina. So Jason, so, you know, part of that was coming from the, um, not the editorial space. I had been in luxury marketing in the wine business forever and ever. I didn't, you know, know much about editorial and it just happened to stumble upon this and came up with that idea and just drove straight into it, not knowing what to do. And that is sort of the same thing what we're doing with Trueverse. We didn't know much about the metaverse and it's like the most exciting thing. And that's what makes me thrive you know, when creating businesses, yeah. you know, what I don't know, I don't know, but I'm going to go figure it out. <laughs> so Lisa, obviously you are a huge go-getter, right? You, you don't let not knowing something get in your way, but take our listeners back. Like when you reflect back over your career, right? What were some of the career breakthrough moments that really set you up to be successful as a founder of multiple businesses? Okay. Well, we're going to go back a long way with this one. <laughs> Because it starts when I was 11 years old. <laughs> 11? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So no, I come from actually um, a, a, a long line of entrepreneurs. My father's an entrepreneur as well um, in a different space. Um, so, you know, my dad had always said, if your arms or legs aren't broke, you got to go to work. Right. So, 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 <laughs> so that's where I've always been. And that, and that's what I've done, you know, and, and, and I think I had this entrepreneurial spirit of just, you know, wanting to, to, to explore. And wanting to figure things out, um, you know, after uh, I left the wine business, became a mom, right? So when you're a mom, you're always like, hey, now what do I do? Now what do I do? It's like sort of when you think back about like Jessica Alba, what she did with Honest Company, she created something because she saw a hole in the marketplace, right? Yeah. That no one was making, you know, really good um, organic or really chemical free stuff for babies and for moms, right? So, you know, so that fast forward leads to, Hip Latina and Be Latina that I saw a hole in the market that no one was writing really good content. So that to me, and I, and, and this is going to be even funnier for everybody. <laughs> this happened when I was 47, 47. Wow. Okay. So, so I didn't find my real change of what makes me happy is at 47. So there's always time to take advantage of, you know, what you want to do next. And that was what I wanted to do next was create this really great space for women. And um, so, you know, here I am, eight years later, started this chapter two at 47. And this has been the most fulfilling time of my life. Yeah. And so Lisa, tell me, you know, you hit this chapter two at 47. Was it that you weren't engaged in the work that you were doing before, or you just always kind of felt there was something more? Well, I I think both. I think it it was twofold, you know, being a mom, raising, you know, raising your son to be the best, uh, the best young man that he could. That is where my primary attention was at that, um, you know, so I wasn't 
in the per se workforce, uh, I was, you know, doing a lot of consulting in, in the wine industry, what I had mentioned, um, as a, um, as a luxury marketer. Um, and then this came upon, um, the next chapter of my life, you know, it was, it was like, I, um, you hit menopause, right? You go, <laughs> now what, now what life change is going to be the best change though. And, and, and I, and I truly do feel that I, I feel like, it was almost um, an awakening that, you know, I've always wanted to do some, something um, w- helping women in, in our community. And this just hit the nail on the head and it became the passion project for me that the passion project turned into a job. Right. Yeah. And that, that, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, do the grind and that's not what they would fulfills them. And, and I think at this age, that's the most important thing. You have to yeah. do something that fulfills you. And, you know, if it's the grind, then you're not doing, you're not doing it right. Yeah. And, and so what gave you the confidence to walk away from like luxury marketing that you were, you know, kind of an expert in, you had grown up in to say, woohoo, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to be in the content business and I'm going to be an editorial. Um, what, what made me walk away? A new challenge right? A new challenge, right? You have to always be stimulated and challenged. And I, as you say, you know, it's something that I was very comfortable in, in the luxury branding marketing, because I'd been doing it for so long. And when you become complacent, you're not happy, right? Yeah. So, so moving into content, it was the most amazing shift, I think, in my life, because you get to really see one-on-one results that build the community. And the community is the most important thing right? Is, yeah. is our community. And, you know, when I first, you know, built my first property and that was the, the heyday of Facebook, when you could go on Facebook <laughs> and just a bazillion people would find you. And, but I could, but the one thing that, that, you know, that, that was most important to me was that connection of our community. And I could tell you every day who was going to comment and share our content because mm. we had built that connection with these women. And that was the most important thing to me. You know, and, you know, and I, and I just find that to me, that's very satisfying because then I know that, you know, if we can make a difference in one, we can make a difference in all. Yeah. So, so, so that's, so that's what drives me is, you know, making a difference in improving people's lives and just sharing content that, you know, that, that every, you know, not everybody can connect with, but, you know, every morning when I have to push the button to publish the next article, I learn something new every day from my editorial team. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's what drives me is that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it sounds like you just, you love curating and being with the community. Now talk to me about, you saw a hole, right? You saw that Latinas were being underserved. 100%. Yeah. So how, how did you feel like you could launch into that as someone that doesn't necessarily identify as Latina? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, as a consumer, right, a consumer, and I mean, a consumer of content, right, I consume the content, but I'm also a consumer. And that's how I see um, when I when I create stuff, I also look through the lens of the consumer always, right. And I and I yeah. would rather look through the lens of a consumer of what I like to see or like to read. So in this audience that we're talking about the 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 whole, right, um, I was a big consumer of um, pop sugar. 
right? Pop Sugar yeah. was a was a great content site. Lisa Sugar did an amazing job. You know, she had her fun, you know, surprise boxes, and then she had really great stories about women and stories with women. And I'm like, no one's doing that for the Latina space, right? So, you know, at that time, Latina Magazine, um, I had, you know, was was you know that was the pioneer for for U.S. Hispanic women, hundred percent Latina, hundred percent U.S. Right? That that's how they identified, but you know, when the digital started coming around, they were a print magazine and they yeah. didn't launch into digital quick enough. Right. Mm. So that was the hole that I saw, right. That, that was it that I saw that they weren't doing it. And, and they weren't, I, I didn't feel like that they were reaching enough of the storytelling. You know, it was more about celebrity and beauty and fashion. And to me, it was more important about the storytelling and the women that are in the community that aren't necessarily celebrities, but they are making a difference in their community. And that, and that mm. is the most important thing to me. So, so that was the launch of Hip Latina. And, you know, it was just an opportunity that I just dove into and, um, you know, uh, ran that for four years. And again, I had no idea how to find, um, writers, um, but I used my little LinkedIn network. And just started reaching out to people and looking at other publications of women who were writing and found them. And, you know, like, so I had mentioned that I modeled it after Pop Sugar, right? So that was always yeah. my like pie in the sky. And, yeah. you know, I had a couple things, you know, a couple of people that I really wanted to get recognition for to be accepted, not being Latina by blood, but I was raised in a multicultural household. My stepmother who raised me since I was five um, was the first gen Mexican American as well, you know, and she, education and and philanthropy and giving back was always very important in our household and um so you know i felt like i grew up in that community but i you know don't have latina blood but i still think our women are the most important thing and women are women right yeah and we and we all have to support women but but circling back for one sec on the pop sugar thing so i you know i always wanted to be like pop sugar my second editor is now the editor lead editor for the pop sugar Latina side of their business. Wow. So I'm so excited. So her name is jo Johanna Pereira and she worked for me for a year. And I'm so excited to see that she's leading the charge over at pop sugar now. Yeah. So to me, that's like, they saw what we were doing at the previous platform and they wanted that type of content. So they went after my previous team. Yeah. And all well, of that's my an honor. Right. No, I find that as a complete honor because absolutely all the writers that were at my previous platform are now over at Pop Sugar. So I, <laughs> I'm just like, woo! That I, you know, I wish I had some of that Pop Sugar dollars, but you know, it's more important for me to see that these women are thriving and striving over there. And I know that they are being honored over at Pop Sugar as well. So, you know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love when, I love when women that have worked for me give their notice because I know they're moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, and that's what, that's what excites me is yeah. that when people move on. Right. And it's really that mindset of not being upset, but being oh, no. excited, right? Like we've, we've won, right? We've had this huge success there. Yeah. And, and I, and I think, and that's a mind shift, right? So, you know, it's, it's the shift of developing people and then letting them go out of the nest. And, you know, yeah. and I just, I just had that happen with, Two other girls that, that or two other, I'm sorry, two other contributors that wrote for me. And one of them had called me out of the blue saying, Lisa, no one will give me a job. 
I want, you know, why is nobody giving me a job? And I'm like, okay, what do you want to write about? She's like, I want to write about this. And then uh, most recently she's like, I, you know, I was offered a full-time job at Ola magazine. And I'm like, go, they have the resources, <laughs> go, you know, and now, I, now I see her interviewing on these Instagram lives, interviewing, you know, JLo and all these other people. And I'm like, girl, don't forget about us. <laughs> So exactly. it, just, it just makes me so excited to see, you know, the development of these women and moving on to these new, you know, new great opportunities they have. And I mean, that's, that's my joy as well. That That's yeah. where I find joy because now they're building, as you say it, their personal brand, right? So, yeah. so, you know, when we talk about these personal brands, if we can segue into that just a teeny bit, I, you know, it's been hard for me to identify in a, in a personal brand because I'm a woman working in a minority space you know, meaning um, Latina and Afro-Latina. Um, and it took a really long time for me to have the confidence to put myself out there as a founder of this business because, you know, I had had some pushback in the very beginning from some other women that were upset that they didn't think of this idea. So they would push back on saying, well, you're not Latina. It's like, I get it. I'm not Latina, but I'm creating this amazing content for the community and art. And I consider it our community of women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that was very short sighted, but you know, here I am now, I'm like, you know, super excited to be part of the community and feel like I can now stand up and say, you know, I belong. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about your your brand as a, a founder, as an executive, as an innovator. Give me three words that you would use to describe your brand, Lisa. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So first of all, I would say um, innovator, right? I have, the, I have that on my, my LinkedIn as an innovator. Yes, you do. Right? Yes. I do. And I will say another one. Um, part of my brand is I would... I would say it's about kindness and Ooh. acceptance. Those are, those are three very big things to me. Um, being someone who may not have had a lot of confidence in the business, but having the acceptance, I've had to stop and not judge people as well. Right. Because when people judge you, it's on them and it's mm. not on me. And that's yeah. been, a, that's been a very hard thing to learn being an entrepreneur. Because you're judged when you're not given funding. You're judged when you're not part of the community of the color of skin. Yeah. So those are things of, of acceptance for me, right? So I find that a very strong part of my core is learning how to understand what acceptance really means, that it's, that it's, it's not me all the time. It's yeah. on other people. Yeah. But, but innovation, who knew? Who knew? that this would be web three, right? Um, and it's just, you know, there it's an infinite opportunity and I never stop looking, never stop reading. I'm always seeing what the next big thing is. And innovation is a big part of my core as well. Yeah. I would say. So Lisa, talk to me because I think, you know, and, and you grew up in, in the Bay area and Silicon Valley, right. And, and you founded all of these businesses. Oftentimes when we think of being an innovator, right? And a founder, that doesn't really always come with kindness and acceptance. No so way. so how, how do you bring being innovative and being a founder and an entrepreneur together with that kindness and acceptance piece that we don't 
typically see as going together. Well, that that's that is a, a very great observation, and you know, and I think that's what makes us all work harder. Mm. Um, having very thick skin, right? And yeah. um, I would say that I'm not very good at that. Um, uh, and being totally real, right? And I'm I'm all about transparency and being real because that's I think that's the only way that we can be, right? Because if you have this 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 air of um, you know the confidence in it, you know, and it's no big deal when you get told no, but it is a big deal because then yeah. you have to like, you have to squish back down and go, okay, <laughs> now what? My feelings are super hurt. I know it wasn't personal, but, or, or maybe they just didn't get it, you know, and how do we figure out a better way to communicate or a better way to tell the story, you know? And, and I think that is part of being an entrepreneur and, you know, always evolving your business is, and, you know, and it's not always about it. It is about, it's about reinventing after every phone call. Right. And that Mm. is, and that to me, it's like, okay, recap. How did that call go? Did they get it? Mm, No, they didn't get it. So how can we be clearer? Right. How Mm. can we be more clearer in our storytelling? You know, and that also goes to circling back to authenticity, right? That's one thing you can't give up is your authenticity, but you can figure out a better way to tell your story. And I Mm. think that's, that, that is the evolving, um, thing that I do every day, right? It's, it's yeah. a self-evaluation. It's like, okay, what do we have on the schedule today? How can we be a good communicator? And it's just practice. Keep practicing. You can't be complacent in your life. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's just, those, those are things that I learn every day. Yeah. And Lisa, tell me what was that moment or what were some of those experiences you had that made you realize that you could still remain authentic to who you are and authentic to what it is that you want to do, but change the story or present it in a different way and still feel good about it? Gosh, that, that boy, that is a loaded question. Um, so <laughs> let me, let me, let me think about that one. Um, thinking back about, you know, having to change our story, but remain authentic, you know, and it, it, it also goes to who you're, who you're talking to. Right. So, so don't, don't shoot the messenger here. You know, it's, it's when we present, when I was presenting to men, I had a very, very challenging time Mm. of understanding what women's editorial was in the beginning. Now, mind you, this was seven years ago before the U.S. Hispanic market blew up um, in media, right? So now we see Isabel Canella, who raised all that tons of money for yeah. her new company, right? And you have other women CEOs in the, in the media business that are now being recognized as leaders, right? Um, seven years ago, we were like scratching, saying to general market, saying, you have to understand we as Latina women, we're the most important um, consumer out there, right? We're the ones who are making the buying decisions in the household. So I had to figure out a way to keep my authenticity, but try and convince folks that this was the path. And it was more about the, the um, I would say, the content, right? That I had to, I had to really make people understand that if you write great content, your people will come. Mm. And now seven years later, that's what I'm seeing. So I just love it, you know, and, and that's, and, and this has been a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I can see, right. I mean, I, I remember talking with another um, luminary in, 
in the, the media market. And I would like, every time I would be at a conference, I would say, dude, you've got to look at our content. You have to align <laughs> with our content. Your advertisers have to align with our content because we're writing really great content. And if you're making these really great, you know, campaigns, you should be aligning with women who are making really good content. And I'm excited to see it's happening now. Yeah. And yeah. I think, and honestly, Jason, I think this came out after COVID and I'll, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, when I was at, I was at con this last year um, in June, that's where we launched, that's where we announced true versus at con. Yeah. And I was sitting in one of the seminars and I was listening to our panel and I was listening to, I can't remember where this fellow, um, which big brand he was, he was from. But he said, we are now um, going to publishers who are writing good content versus trying to create the content within the agency. And mm. I'm like, finally, finally stay in your lane and I'll <laughs> stay in my lane. Right. So, so I was just, so I was so excited to hear that, but I mean, but that's what, you know, and, and I know good things come in time, right? Yeah. So, so circling back to when did I see that change and how did I make that change? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I said it, I wanted it and I just kept going on it and maybe told the story in a different way every time, you know, just to, just to craft it to who I was speaking to, but I can see the result has been a positive result seven years later. So. Mm. So the moral of the story is it takes time and it takes practice. It does. I, I think that's the moral of the story that, you know, we all can't get it right the first time. And, you know, and, and as an entrepreneur, and I, and I can't remember if it was um, Mark, what is Mark's last name? He was one of the, one of the co-founders of Netflix. And here's a, here's a little story for you. This is a good story. Mark has always said, you know, um, just keep going. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fumble. You're not going to be successful on your first startup. Right. So, um, so I listened to him on a podcast just like this. Um, he was uh, being interviewed by this fellow named Jay Shetty, which I think we've heard of. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a great podcaster as well and just love him. And Mark was on the podcast and I was, I was, I think this was during the pandemic, right? I was staying down in Malibu because I went down to Malibu for the pandemic. Don't shoot me, but that's where I had to go. <laughs> um, anyway, the podcast, uh, you know, listening to Mark, he was just so inspiring. So I reached out to him on, on LinkedIn and said, Hey, I was so inspired. Can we talk? Not 10 minutes later, I got a response from him. He says, sure, I'll talk. And we chatted. And he said, Lisa, I'm starting a new project because I, I wanted him to be my mentor. That, that's, yeah. really, that's really what I wanted. I wanted him to be my mentor. So I asked him to be my mentor. He said, I would love to be your mentor, but I'm launching this new gig. And if I'm going to be a mentor, I, I, I honestly, to be good to myself, I have to give a 20, 120% if I'm going to be your mentor. Yeah. I said, I get it. I totally get it. And he's like, but saying that, I will open you. I will open my network up so you can see who's in my network. And if you see someone on there that you want me to introduce you to, I am happy to do that. Wow. And I went, Mark Randolph. That's who it is. Mark Randolph. Yeah. Mark Randolph from Netflix. So people like that inspire me too, right? That, that he was being truly authentic. He didn't have to respond back to my Netflix or to my, yeah. um, to my LinkedIn request. I know. He, right? he could have went, who's this crazy girl reaching out to me? <laughs> Right? But it tells you when you think, when you self-talk yourself out of sending that LinkedIn request, look at what you could be missing. Well, and the other thing about that is what worries me when I send those things out 
what if they respond? Then what do I do? Right? <laughs> I mean, and, that, and, that's, and that's the whole thing, right? It's like when someone says yes, you're like, holy crap. What do I do? <laughs> now what? Exactly. And that's, and that's, you know, been part of it too. It's like, I had a fear about reaching up and it feels good to write those messages and it feels good to almost think that you're going to be heard. And then you're like, okay, well, they don't respond. I felt good reading, you know, writing. Yeah. And then when they respond, you're like, oh, holy crap, now what do I do? <laughs> and so Lisa, that feels a lot around this whole theme that you've shared around building confidence, right? Like you had confidence and some gumption to say like, oh, I'm reaching out to Mark on LinkedIn because I heard him on a podcast. Talk to our listeners. What are some things you've done over the years to build that confidence? You know, confidence is a is a very challenging thing, right? To to see and to think you have it, and then maybe have it. Um, I don't think I had it. Um, I think you know, little by little, building your confidence, um, being accepted, right? One of those things of acceptance. Um, you know, again, it's just going back to trusting, knowing and living. Mm. That's how I feel my confidence has, has grown. Um, I have always looked at myself as an underdog, so I will always root for the underdog. And then part of that too, is when you surround yourself with people who believe in you, your confidence builds, right? Mm. And I would say over the last seven years between all three of my properties, uh, I was going to say two, but I also have to keep Trueverse involved now um, in, included. Um, it has helped having the right team around you. And it's, it's, not, it's not just you. Yeah. It's a village. It really is. I mean, my confidence feeds or I feed into me from my village. Mm. And, and, and I, and, you know, and that helps lift me up too. That, that's about women lifting women. Yeah. And that's how we, that's how I think women, you know, gain their confidence as well as being supported by other women. Yeah. So I think that's that has awesome. been a, a big help for me is, is making sure that I'm surrounded by the right people. Mm. Yeah. And what do you do when you're surrounded and you have some of the wrong people? How do you handle that? I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, bye. Um, no, you know, it's a, that's, that's a challenging thing as well, because you never know, right? You, you, you bring people into your lives or in your circle and you first impression, you think that they're, are there for the right reasons. Um, and then sometimes you slowly learn they're there for other reasons. And, and it's hard to break up friendships or, you know, break off colleague friendships when you, like them for one reason, but then find out that they're really not that person. And it's, mm. it's, it's hard in the industry. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can find out, you yeah. know, figure that out too, that, that you've had folks in your life that maybe weren't the best, the best to support you. Yeah, absolutely. So Lisa, just a couple of quick closing questions. We've been talking about your brand. What is a brand that you are obsessed with as a consumer? What can't you live without? I just learned about this new brand and, yeah. you know, and it's audience may like it or, or not. Um, Bobby Brown, believe it or not, the old makeup artist. Yeah. She has this new amazing brand coming out. So that's a brand I cannot live without, especially at 54. <laughs> Who does not like to wear makeup. I do not like to wear makeup at all. So that's my little tip. It's the new Bobby Brown. I can't remember. It's called 
I think it's called Joe's Road or something. It's something yeah. really odd. But that's something I can't live without on a personal brand because we know Bobby Brown sold her brand many, many years ago. And I think she did disconnected from that brand. And I think now she's reinventing herself with a new brand as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's got to be a great brand of someone who hates makeup. Now, Lisa, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? I'm driving a cute little SUV, a Jaguar SUV. Have mm. you seen those? No. Oh my God. The new Jaguar SUVs. It's black on black on black. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my new car that I am in love with. And, and, and if, are you like that type of car? Um, I would say so. I'm fast, fast learner. And I think it's a pretty sexy car. So yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and finally, Lisa, what's the best career advice you'd like to pass on to our listeners? I passed on this career advice yesterday at the, at this conference, right? Yeah. So I was introduced to this amazing young woman, Latina, first gen college, um, attending college. She's going to UC Davis to be a doctor. Mm. Fourth year, senior year at UC Davis from Napa, California. And I said, don't ever let anyone say no. You, you, you have the right to be here and don't let money hold you back because, you know, I said, well, I said, where do you want to go for, you know, medical school? And she said, NYU. And I'm like, sounds good. What's your second choice? She said, UC San Francisco. I said, that's where you need to go. So mm. always have a dream, never give up. And no one can tell you no. Wow. That's, that's my career advice. I, you just never give up. Well, Lisa, thank you for never giving up. And thank you for being a fabulous innovator who is kind and accepting. It was so great talking to you. And thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Jason. I am so grateful, you know, to have met you and to be part of your show. And I, I am just, just so excited. So thank you so much. Of course. And where can we find out more about Trueverse? Okay. So you can look it up on uh, www. T-R-O-O-V-R-S dot I-O. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn exactly. is where we need to be. You might get a lot of requests for mentorship, so. right? <laughs> that's, that's what that, I'm all about that. <laughs> well, Lisa, congratulations on, on Trueverse and everything you've done. Uh, and we will talk soon. Thank you so much, Jason. Good luck. Thanks. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, what an amazing conversation with Lisa Cavalli, entrepreneur and founder and COO of Trueverse. You know, Lisa had so much energy and so many great tips and tricks out there. But the one thing that really stood out for me from Lisa was the fact that you can't be afraid to ask for help, right? Where would Lisa be right now if she didn't reach out to people, right? What is the worst that can happen when you reach out to people? The worst is that you don't hear back or that you hear no. 
And what's the big deal? Big whoops. So somebody says no. What you have to risk is opening amazing doors. Now, I always think about what Lisa talked about there is how do you reach out to people even when it's a blind piece on LinkedIn or maybe in your company global address directory? And remember, you can always reach out and ask for air. That's right. You've heard me talk about it before. How do you reach out to people and say, hey, it's Jason here and I'm working on this project. Project. I'd love to get your advice, insights, and recommendations on why so that I can be more informed. Do you have 15 minutes there? So be like Lisa. Don't be afraid to reach out to people just because you don't know them. Reach out with intention. Reach out and make it easy for them, and you'll be surprised at how many people are willing to help. Well, that's our show for you this week. If you loved what you heard, make sure you're following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll deliver a brand new episode every single week. And check us out next week as we kick off Hispanic Heritage Month, featuring amazing leaders and influencers who just happen to identify as Hispanic or Latinx. And check me out on social media. I'm all over LinkedIn. I'm on all platforms at Jason Patria. And most importantly, don't be afraid of being different. Be afraid of being the same. That's why you've got to make sure that in your career, you are a super premium brand like Starbucks and never boring old coffee. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.